ghoulish day to every single one of you. Thank you so much for stopping by and lending me your amazing listening vessels and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your day. Those cool tunes, as always, are courtesy of the awesome country legend, my pal Bobby Mackey, and I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. Newport, Rhode Island, home to many a neat things. Here's kind of an impressive fact. Newport was founded in 1690, and to this day, it has the highest number of surviving colonial structures of any other city in the United States. Take that, you 49 other states, you. Newport is also home to a very paranormally active location called Belcourt Castle, a 27,000 square foot summer villa. This butte was built for its original owner with the sole plans of spending just a mere handful of weeks, not months, mind you, but weeks here out of the year. Construction for Belcourt started in 1891 and was completed in 1894, and it's said that 300 skilled craftsmen worked on this construction project for three years straight, believed to be built over an old cemetery. The bodies were removed, but possibly one, that of an elderly gentleman, somehow was left behind. More on him later. Building Belcourt cost 3.2 million big ones. Of course, that was in the late 1800s. Today, that's worth well over $88 million. So who was this extravagant structure being built for? Oliver Hazard Perry Belmont, a congressman for New York. He was a man with many, many trades and talents. One of his passions... A carriage driver. He had gorgeous show horses, and he truly loved spending time with his four-legged friends. He was an impressive and extremely skilled carriage driver, four horses in hand. He even had Belcourt built to accommodate his neighing comrades. (laughs) That's right. He was a bachelor. No wife, no kids, no elderly demanding mother-in-law. No offense to all the ma-in-laws out there. I know you're not all like that. But you get the picture. It was just a man and his collection of beasts. And I had to say collection of beasts. Just going off track real quick. I was reading something. I don't know if it was an interview or what. That had to do with Antonio Banderas. And one time during the filming of, of Zorro... There's a point where he's supposed to say something like, you're acting like crazy animals or something like that. Well, he admits that the word animal is one he has issues with saying. So he had them change it to collection of beasts. So I thought that was kind of interesting. We always say that to each other. Oh, you're acting like a collection of beasts right now. (laughs) So anyways, the horse accommodations, the south wing connected to the east and west wings, both of which are two stories. Connected to the three-story north wing, which has two grand carriage entrances on both sides of the front of the north. So this allowed Oliver to literally ride his carriage right into Belcourt with no issues whatsoever. What was originally made as a bachelor and horse pad has been changed throughout the decades. With new owners comes new visions. And what you see today is a bit more family-friendly than Bachelor. 
The North Wing was done in French Renaissance, while the South, East, and West are Norman, Elizabethan, English, and country German styles. Many impressive features can be found in this castle, like in the Oval Versailles dining room. You'll find French Empire-style columns with huge mirrors, with mirror doors in between. And it has the function of raising up if you wish to look at the ocean and the gorgeous scenery outside. Mind you, this is looking through three French doors covered by shutters. Thomas Edison himself installed the dining room's unique indirect lighting back in 1894. Meanwhile, in the French Gothic ballroom, the home's most haunted room, by the way, which we're going to get into later, Oliver installed an actual castle fireplace and it's in here that you will see 13th century stained glass it feels like you're literally walking into an ancient chapel the pictures are phenomenal i could only imagine being there in person anyways more on the gothic ballroom later for now we're stepping back into the late 1800s the bachelor that is oliver he falls in love Usually that's an exciting thing in someone's life. You know, it's new love, new beginnings, a new chapter in your life. However, it was a bit more than awkward. You see, the lady that he fell in love with happened to be a married woman. And if that's not bad enough, what's more, she wasn't just married to any guy, but it happened to be Oliver's best friend and business partner's wife. Alva Vanderbilt. William Kissam Vanderbilt just celebrated Alva's 39th birthday, birthday in a generous and rather expensive way. He buys his wife an $11 million mansion. This is back in 1896. $11 million? Like, that's insane. That's over $352 million today. Alva leaves William shortly after this, divorces him, and marries Oliver the very same year. Like, that must have been quite a slap in the face. His wife leaves him and for his best friend. I don't know. I really, I feel for the guy. I do. Now, Oliver and Alva, they remain married and live in Belcourt up until Oliver's death in 1908 due to septic poisoning from a burst appendix. Ouch. Once Oliver was out of the picture, Alva made many changes to Belcourt, much to many people's dismay. Belcourt was Oliver's baby, and everything there was there, it was just the way he wanted it. Many thought Oliver would be very upset and not approve of all the changes that his widow Alva had done to the place. One of the things she does do right, however, after he dies, is designs him a grander than grand mausoleum. I mean, it's huge, like castle front huge. Look online at images of the Oliver Belmont mausoleum. It's absolutely phenomenal. It reminds me of the gorgeous funerary statues and crypts and mausoleums that my sister Casey and I saw while we were visiting the United States second largest cemetery, (laughs) Spring Grove Cemetery. If you're ever in the Big Apple and find yourself in or near the Bronx, stop by Woodlawn Cemetery and you can actually see this beautiful piece in person. I'm sure pictures don't give it justice. (laughs) 
One ad on Alva Made was an English library with Gothic style wood carvings and it includes four secret doors. Where they lead to? I don't know. Okay, if that were me, I would have to say, okay, one's going to lead into the kitchen, <laughs> sneak around, get me some popcorn or whatever. This room has paranormal bouts of activity from time to time, but more on that soon. Now, after Oliver passes away, Alva, besides renovating the castle and changing it from here to there, she travels a lot. She lets Belcourt unfortunately, fall into major disrepair, and she herself dies in 1933 in Paris. Well, once Alva's out of the picture, Belcourt is inherited by Oliver's oldest brother, 80-year-old Perry Belmont. He ends up selling it to another family, and the deal between the family and Perry is, okay, hey, you're going to renovate the house, you're going to give it back its original glory, make it into a museum. And the family really did try to do that. They tried to fulfill this wish, but the city zoning laws royally screwed up those plans and they were given the huge no. Sadly, Belcourt sits there and it's boarded up and it grows even into further disrepair. Well, the Second World War is now here and the state of the home It just keeps getting worse. Eventually, a man named Benny Collin is hired on to look after the place. And he lived here from 1948 until 72. People kept breaking in and either squatting or tagging up the once glamorous castle with graffiti and what have you. The caretaker took his job seriously and he would chase these people off. Well, Benny was getting sick and tired of the same thing, just nothing was working. People kept coming back. So he devised a plan where he was going to pretend the house was haunted and he was going to pretend to be a ghost by chasing people away. Well, it worked as word quickly spread like wildfire. Don't go to the Belcourt place, it's haunted. People stopped breaking in and vandalizing. However, Benny acting like a ghost kind of backfired You see, when it came time to sell the house, it stayed on the market for a ridiculous amount of time due to the fact that no one wanted to buy a haunted house. (laughs) Boy, have times changed, seriously. Now there's not only people who welcome haunted locations, but search for them to own. I have several friends who either own haunted businesses or live in haunted homes. Now, in 1954, the Lolliard family purchases the multi-million dollar structure for a mere $22,500. They host the Newport Jazz Festival at Belcourt, and the event was a success. It was extremely popular. People loved it. The family, they saw that Belcourt obviously needed a lot of work. It needed a lot of love put into it and money that they probably didn't have Hence the cheap price tag, what was once millions of dollars, just, you know, 22000 They let it fall into further disrepair, unfortunately. Thankfully not for too long, as the Tinney family, Harold, Ruth, and their son Donald, purchased Belcourt in 1956. This would be their home for over 50 years. They fully restore it, and it becomes so popular that they open their home up for tours, which were a hit. 
highly popular, highly in demand. So they had to hire several people as tour guides. Among those tour guides is a young lady named Harley Hansen. She's hired on during the summer. For Ruth and Harold's son, Donald, I'm sure it was probably love at first sight. They fall in love and they're married at Belcourt Castle in 1961. The family, they see heartbreak when Harold sadly dies in 1989. Ruth, well, she follows a few short years later in 1995. Donald and Harley live in Belcourt until Donald's own death in 2006. Harley, she stays at Belcourt for some time. She continues to conduct tours, and they've proven to be so extremely popular that candlelit tours, historical tours, and paranormal tours are added to the list. Funds, they went back to restoring the castle. Virginia Smith, a well-known medium in the area, was hired on. She shared with the Tinney family her findings. The family had sure had their fair share of haunting encounters and experiences and what have you. Well, part of Virginia's tour included her showing the guests her findings. She had identified at least 15 spirits, believing there was probably more, but at least 15 that haunt Belcourt. I mean, that's damned impressive. Some of these spirits identified include an entity on the third floor in the maid's room in the north wing. Oftentimes, things are found to be rearranged in this room. Donald Tinney, who called this castle home for several years. A good chunk of his life has been seen in Belcourt. It's said even on the day of his memorial service while in the ballroom, guests and staff looked up to see his apparition looking down at them. He's not the only Tinney believed to haunt this castle. His mother, Ruth Tinney, has been seen usually wearing pink clothing. Oftentimes, she has been sighted in her daughter-in-law Harley's room. And yet another past donor, that being Oliver's wife Alva, often seen in a ballroom gown. And she's seen mostly on the second floor. Very, very friendly spirit. Though she seemed to travel more in her later years, it seems she's quite comfy here. In the English library, there's an entity that enjoys hiding things, moving things around, and then putting things back later on. Quite mischievous, but harmless. And remember earlier, when I mentioned someone may have been forgotten underground. There seems to be an elderly gentleman who's believed to be buried under Belcourt Castle. He's thought to roam the halls to this very day. What's bizarre to me is that some of these spirits are actually attached to some of the extremely old antiques and artifacts that are displayed throughout the castle. Mind you, not the ones I already mentioned. For instance... Among the fine collection of antiques, coming from over 33 different countries, by the way, is a 16th century Italian armor battle suit, located in the most active spot of the castle, that of course being the French Gothic ballroom. A spirit has grown quite attached to this old piece. According to Virginia, the spirit is extremely angry. He relives his death, a bloody, brutal 
and painful death. A spear is believed to be thrown through his helmet visor and right into his eye. For years, the Tinnies, along with several guests and visitors, have heard a painful cry and terrifying screams, especially active in March. This is believed to be the month that he was murdered. He communicates with Virginia, letting her know that his injuries were so severe that he was left for dead by his fellow knights, and sadly, he died alone. People have shared that while on tour of the castle, they've heard and seen his helmet move around, as if kind of checking out who the people are around him, all the new faces and what have you. Another tinny piece that has gained the attention from a spirit is a German wooden carving of a monk. This entity has been seen many a times, and he's always wearing full monk attire. Not kidding, for he's always seen in a brown robe and a hood. The antique has been moved around throughout the castle, and wherever its temporary home is, that's where the apparition of this monk is seen. The family first became aware of him when one night he appeared at the foot of Donald and Harley's bed. And like the night, the monk confided in Virginia, saying that he wants the monk carving to be put in the chapel and for it to stay there. Like, it belongs there. Keep it there. Don't move it. Just leave it there. Demanding, fella. She relayed this information to the family, in which they did eventually put the German carved piece of the monk in the chapel. And since then, believe it or not, no more sightings have been reported of the monk. Maybe now he's at peace. That would be very nice. While the monk may be gone, there's a samurai warrior who's attached to a piece of the family's Asian collection. They have a spot designated for their Asian antiques, and this is where the warrior is often seen, walking throughout that general area. They think specifically it's attached to a 17th century suit of armor. The helmet is cracked by what looks to be a medieval weapon piercing it. Many who visit the castle have claimed to see the face of a man within the armor itself. And on more than one occasion, a man's scream can be heard coming from this armor. Especially when girls, young girls, are standing a bit too close. One day, a piano tuner was working in the castle when he suddenly hears a loud scream coming from one of the Japanese suit of armor. And in the late 90s, Harley herself has an encounter that is quite on the eerie side, not going to lie. She's walking towards the kitchen when she suddenly notices that the beautiful stained glass lights, well, they're on. They weren't on before. What's going on? She goes into the French Gothic ballroom to turn them off when she suddenly hears the most god-awful blood-curdling scream, and it seems to be coming right from behind her. She makes a quick exit, but to her amazement, the lights turn back on. And if that's not enough to make your skin crawl, like experience going through that, that would be creepy, okay? Immediately afterwards, a second scream is heard. This time, even louder. And yet another attachment haunting, possibly royalty. The Tinnies have two medieval antiques known as salt chairs. They were used by French royalty. Very strange things have happened when it comes to these two chairs. Fit for royalty, extreme electromagnetic energy has been experienced here. People have been pushed, shoved, thrown off the chair. 
People who dare try to sit in the queen's chair, well, they're pushed. These chairs are believed to be cursed, known either as salt chair or salt throne. The name comes from back in the day when salt was an extremely valuable article of trade. Salt would be stored in the chair itself. It's believed that the salt chairs were to only be used by royalty, differentiated by their oversized backs. Long ago, sitting in chairs that had backs attached to them, something I think we all indulge in nowadays, well, it was considered a royal privilege. It makes me want to, oh yeah, that feels good. Makes you want to lean good and deep into that chair of yours, right? If you're sitting in a chair, do so. I invite you. As back then, it was hard, if not impossible, to do such an act leaning back in a chair. So salt would be stored in the chair. Then the king would sit his royal butt on it to ensure that no one would steal that salt. Throughout the years, many have experienced or encountered unexplained things when it comes to these salty thrones. Some more intense or more physical than others. Many have reported to get extreme chills running down their spines when it comes to being too close to the chairs. Some people have put their hands close to the chair and immediately experienced a weird prickly sensation running through their hands, then growing ice cold, while others have done the same thing and suddenly feel a strong static electricity jolt. Those who try to sit in the chair better think twice. Many feel resistance, while some have felt immediate coldness, waves of nausea, while others claim to have sit in the chair and felt that there was another presence already sitting there. Like, way creepy. Gotta love it. In one documented case, a man tried to sit in the chair, and he was literally thrown from the salt chair. Probably the most phenomenal occurrence comes from when a bolt of lightning shot out of one of the chairs. And what's incredible to me is the fact that this incident was viewed It was seen by several people, not just like one, two, or 70 people saw this incident happen. It's not just one person saying they saw it and hoping people believe them. I've been there before too, where I'm by myself and I see something really neat. And it's kind of like one of those things where, well, I need to see it to believe it. But yeah, literally people saw a bolt of lightning shoot out from one of the chairs. So that's pretty incredible to me. That reads volumes. The salt chairs are now actually cordoned off from the public as the owners have concerns when it comes to the safety of their guests and their visitors. Speaking of haunted items, Belcourt is also home to a haunted mirror, a beautiful 18th century mirror, which hangs in the music room. Many, when looking into the mirror, are frightened to see that they cannot see their own reflection, but oftentimes witness things moving behind them, objects back and forth. Others report to see themselves in the mirror, but the mirror version of them is moving while they themselves are completely still. I don't know. Either situation would be kind of eerie. There have been so many hauntings, sightings, experiences, and encounters Before his death, Donald Tinney himself had seen two apparitions of girls dancing in the ballroom. A British soldier in full uniform has been seen here on several occasions. One of the former tour guides, she was hired on for a seasonal job, and she said the whole time she was there, she kept hearing the voice of a man demanding her to get out. 
she felt like she was being watched and unwelcomed. Let's just say she never came back for a new season to work. One visitor said that he was standing near the armor area and his mom took several pictures, but none came out. And speaking of cameras, they supposedly are not allowed in Belcourt Castle, but that hasn't stopped some from sneaking them in. And many who have managed to smuggle the cameras in experience malfunctions or have captured mysterious balls of lights in several of the rooms. And I have to say, I hate it when I go somewhere and I'm told you cannot take pictures. Like the digital recorder, a camera is part of me. I always have it with me. I love documenting my visits to where I go. I love taking pictures of things. I'm a picture girl. And so I hate to say it, but I would probably sneak a camera in as well. And I'm a girl who plays by the rules, but there's certain things like that. I'm just like, what? (laughs) Come on, let them bring the damn camera. So the French Gothic ballroom seems that this part of the castle has no shortage when it comes to haunts. The current owners, while here, will feel as if someone is standing right behind them. Remember, this is the area where Donald was seen the day of his memorial, his apparition. Visitors will feel okay in here, then suddenly be overcome with sadness and depression. The atmosphere just changes drastically and rather quickly. Cold spots are a common occurrence. Others will get sick seconds after stepping foot into the ballroom. Different effects on different people. What's more, furniture moves on its own. Doors will open and shut by themselves. Footsteps can be heard wandering about aimlessly, and objects have been known to fly across the room. Several paranormal shows have investigated and filmed here, including Ghost Hunters. Belcourt did not disappoint. They ended up walking away with EVPs and many other results, such as K2 EMF spikes hearing unexplained sounds, hums, and much more. If interested in going, be sure to look ahead of time, as some sites showed that, hey, we still offer tours. We know they offer tours when the Tinnies had it, and even after Donald died, Harley stayed there for several years. And I think it sold like 10 or 11 years ago. I'm not too sure on that, but... I see other sites that say, hey, new owners, not so much into letting people in. So, and then who knows with the pandemic, like, but best to make sure. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Listen to the others, you guys. They are equally awesome. Haven't heard every single one yet? No need to cry, my friends. You can binge listen right now by visiting any of those podcast platforms such as Podbean, Player FM, CastBox, Podcast Republic, Spotify, wherever you may roam to listen to your other spectacular podcasts. You'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcast lurking in the background. This week's special city shoutouts go to... Minneapolis, Minnesota, Scotts Valley, California, Deer Park, Texas, Boise, Idaho, and Deal, England. Rock stars, each and every one of you, 
You are greatly appreciated. Have something spooky to share. Email me at paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. See you next week.